Welcome back to the Meaningful Success Podcast, the show where a father and son do father and son things about success in a father and sonly way. My name is Josiah Clark. My name is Josiah Clark, and this is my father, Wade Clark. And uh, it's his job to make this profound. So I (laughs) I just set it up, but he's the one who's got to bring it home. Oh gee, thanks. So, so what's your profound no, thought to start us off with? No, no high expectations, no lofty things there. Yeah. So, what's your what's your profound thought? <laughs> I don't know. That's just really open ended. Sometimes success is when nothing happens. That is pretty profound. What does it mean, philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, speaking of nothing happening, we woke up early this morning to thunderstorm, thunderstorm, really bad thunderstorm and tornado warning. First, it was just a watch. And so Audrey and I were like, "Uh, okay, we're going back to sleep because who cares about a watch? Our family grew up in Tornado Valley, so many tornadoes, particularly when we lived in Missouri. And, you know, we're still here. And Tennessee. (laughs) So there's been many, many tornadoes. And so, you know, perhaps there's a reckless uh, foolishness to that. um, But also, it's not a warning, right? It's a watch. So we went back to sleep. So then uh, a little while later, there's a knock at the door. Yep, just like that. And my dad's like, there's a tornado warning. And uh, he said it just like that. And so we we leaped out of bed within, you know, 10 minutes or so and uh, got, <laughs> got, got our house shoes on and stuff. We were all crammed in the in the little under the stairs closet, including um, Emma, including Emma, the dog, uh, our German shepherd who was very excited to have everybody all together in such a small space. We were part of her den. Yeah. So that's where this this idea of nothing happening comes from. But what do you mean by success can, you know, what does that mean? There actually is some truth behind that because there's there's times that we set our goals on things that we we maybe not even really thought through, but we have these aspirations. We have these thoughts. We even see other people's perceived success and we say, okay, that's something that I want. Rather than really thinking about it, taking a step back and determining, is that even what you want in the first place? Another example would be, speaking of housing, sometimes you set a course of action and you decide to ignore the warning signs. Because you want something and, and you're like, I can work around these these obstacles, these challenges. And uh, I've got a little horror story of a, of a home we purchased once that uh, it's almost like that money pit thing from Tom Hanks movie, but it was it was even worse in our <laughs> in some ways. but there were there were a few warning signs here and there, but we liked the house and we wanted to move things forward. and boy, that was uh, we should have done nothing. <laughs> So you're saying in that circumstance, like success being nothing happening would be like the absence of a red flag? Is that what you're no, kind of getting I'm saying, at? Or? I'm saying sometimes you're kind of blindly moving forward towards something and ignoring the environment, ignoring the things around you, or not taking the time to really think it through, being a little bit reckless 
maybe. Like going back to sleep when it's just a, a warning, not a or when it's yeah, just a watch, a, not a warning. That I would be say. an example. That would be yeah. an example. And more of a career or entrepreneurial or creative sense. Like what is an example of when success has come through nothing happening for you? Because for me, I do think I have something. It's more of a redirection than an experiencing a, a big success of some kind. But I've had numerous times over the years where I tried to start a project, start an endeavor, and just didn't see any progress. Like didn't nothing really happened with it. I did the work. I made the stuff. I put it out there. And there was just no interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the surface, that can sound like, and in the moment, it felt like, failure. But really what it was, I look at it now as sort of a redirection because there was that sort of thoughtlessness in a long-term sense to what I was doing. And there was a lack, like for example, with my writing now, you know, we've talked about having your values and your mission and, and, and that stuff that lines up with what you're doing. Writing books, writing stories much more closely aligns with my actual internal values in a long term sense. Yes. Than trying to make YouTube videos that will get a number of clicks because I came up with, you know, the funnier idea. It's not that there's anything wrong with that pursuit. It's not like I made a mistake in doing YouTube videos or things like that. But back then I looked at it as I was just a huge failure because I didn't get the numbers I was looking for. But I look at it now as actually kind of protection in a way. Like I'm glad that that sort of happened because I look at myself where I would be if those things had come through, if like all those dreams I had at the time had come about, I don't think I would actually be fulfilled because that stuff was not lined up with my actual values. Yeah, I think that's true. And I have a, some examples of that. And and honestly, some of the folks listening may have run across this as well, either for yourself personally or with someone that you were you were managing, but uh, there was a time that I was uh, leading a pretty large sales and marketing department at a, at a company, and um, because of the size, weekly I'd have people coming to my office talking about what's their next opportunity for promotion or advancement or this kind of thing, that kind of thing happening. And yeah, there were times that I would have people come in that were inquiring about kind of a redirect in terms of where they were, where they're focused. Um, in, in terms of their skills. And that can be actually a really, really good thing if it's something that is, to your point, lined up with where their passions and, and their aspirations are. But what I found was I had to ask some questions to kind of peel that onion a little bit to find out what was really motivating this. So for example, there were, there were people who came to me who may have had a, more of a marketing background who were interested in moving into sales. And that is actually something that is a viable career path. But when you start talking to them about it and you start asking them about kind of what things they enjoy doing, what, where they feel like they're strong, what really was motivating this, it really came down to uh, money, money, and money. Yeah. I mean, it was really always mound to because they recognized how much more uh, some of the sales positions were making be- because of the commissions and various things like that. And again, 
you can have somebody who makes that transition, but you have to make sure that that transition's not tunnel vision because there's a whole lot more to doing that job than that. So for example, one of the reasons why sales professionals do earn a good living with what they do is that there is a risk factor. So if I'm in a whatever job, doesn't matter, let's just say something non-sales. Yeah. You have a large degree of influence on the strength of your your career position because you can make sure you're on time. You can make sure you do your work diligently. You can make sure you turn in your projects on time, things of that nature. Pretty well, if you are doing you're developing and you're conscientious and you're working hard, you're probably going to be okay. However, if you're a salesperson, you can be doing all the right things and you can still have people say, no, I'm yeah. not going to buy. If you have too many of that, and it could be because of things that are completely out of your control. It could be you know, capacity to deliver. It could be that, that you don't have the exact product that they're looking for. It can be that the economy has turned and just people are just not in a position. They're hunkering down and not willing to spend right now. So there is a risk involved. And if there's too much time period where a salesperson doesn't sell, their job is at stake. And so there's a that risk reward factor. So the reason I bring that up, when you're looking at things that you're measuring your success or you're looking at your aspirations, things you want to do, you really need to take that step back and really think about, well, what is this that's driving this pursuit? And does it line up with the things that you want to do? Much like what you were talking about. I mean, right now, I don't know whether you'd be completely fulfilled doing a you know, being a YouTuber, doing videos every day. No, I wouldn't. This is something I want to talk about as an episode in the future, maybe for next week. I don't know. But there's this whole idea of like, you know, life is short. You don't have a lot of time to do the things you hope to do. You can fall behind this whole idea of this pressure. Mm -hmm. And I've been finding in my life that that's really not true. It really depends on what kind of success do you really care about? What is the measure by which you are viewing your success, which is what this whole thing is about. That's what all this meaningful success stuff is about, is it's redefining what is the yardstick that you're using to measure your success journey with. And for me, I've come to realize, it's like I said earlier, I've come to realize like what I'm doing now is so much more lined up with what's actually in my soul. I could do this long term and I know that and it's just part of who I am. Right. So much of the stuff with my YouTubing, particularly uh, in my early 20s, was built around trying to become someone people would want to watch. Yeah. Uh, And trying to be someone else, you have to come to terms with who you actually are and be okay with that person Mm -hmm. and come to like that person for who they really are, not who you sometimes wish that they were compared to other people. I think that that is the key. You mentioned the yardstick. If you're measuring your success, if you're measuring your goals, on anybody else's yardstick, you're not likely on target. Yeah. It's really strange because 
you know, like I just turned 30. I'm in a new decade of my life. There's this thing that's like, oh, time is short. You only got 10 more years to, you know, make your life happen, to to find success, to to establish whatever. For absolutely no reason, there is this ticking time clock thing that especially people, you know, in my generation have. And now, now you asked me to wax philosophical earlier, so I guess I'm going to wax philosophical now. Oh, it's too late for that. There's, thanks a lot. <laughs> um, there is a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture with your life. There's a bigger picture with with the impact that you're making, with the things that you are about, the things that really matter, even more so than what you can personally recognize in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you just described some aspects of your 20s. Yeah. If you, with your today's insights, walked up to you when you were 21, uh-huh. and you were trying to tell Josiah at 21 the things that Josiah at 30 now perceives and sees, would 21-year-old Josiah perceive that? Would, they, would he grasp it? Would he accept it? Or does it take that, that introspection, that stepping back and realizing maybe there's a bigger picture that I didn't recognize? I think 21-year-old Josiah would accept it and would attempt to change direction. Okay. But for the wrong reason. Okay. You know what I mean? Because 21-year-old Josiah, if if me right now went and talked to him and told him, hey, here's what's going to happen in the next nine years. Yes. The stuff that you think is your career path right now. It's not, and that's a good thing, and here's what you should do instead, and you can buy me nine extra years of progress in my career by doing X, right? Right. Josiah at 21 was so desperate to be successful in a way of gaining value as a person that Josiah at 21 would have absolutely, to a T, done everything that 30-year-old Josiah said. But it's because of that false motivation of trying to become Mm. worth it as a person through attaining whatever success. And so 21-year-old Josiah with that information would not – like if I look back and I'm like, hey, I wish I had an extra nine years of – you know, wisdom. of wisdom, yeah. right? Me having that nine years of wisdom, the way I think of my life could look like this yeah. now, that is nothing like what my life would actually look like if you gave 21-year-old Josiah that that instruction. He would have used it for the wrong reasons. He would have used it for the wrong motivations. What you're you're describing Biff when he got the when he got the <laughs> the the sports the almanac. Sports almanac and back yeah. to the future. Yeah. Sure too. I mean it, it, it the thing is even if he would have ended up becoming 30-year-old Josiah with whatever level of success. Yeah. I highly doubt that he would have grown into the same person that I am. So it's kind of like, it is really like a Biff situation. It's like creating a totally different person to do that. So so we've got people every place in their lives listening to the program. How do we take that and how do we apply that so that we can gain the most from guidance from others, from coaching from others, from observation of others. I mean, that's a lesson there, but how do we take that so that we don't take it in the wrong direction? Well, there's an order to things. There's a reason why in this system of success, of meaningful success, you start with your values. Correct. 
if you start with your values and you develop those and you develop yourself as a person, then that is going to spill over into everything else in a far more healthy and holistic way than if you just focus on, well, what is the thing I'm going to do, which is the vision that's skipping two steps. That's correct. So even though, you know, I didn't get where I am in growing as a person by following this system in a conscious way. Correct. If I look at it more in a formative way, like I had to rediscover who I was as a person and I changed drastically in a lot of ways and ended up rediscovering something in writing that I had kind of forgotten about. Well, and it's you not know? just who you are as a person, it's who you want to become as a person. Yeah, which is which is a different person than who I thought I wanted to become even just three years ago, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's why, you know, the things that we talk about on, on this program and the things that are... They're in that, as you talked about, the system or the or what's going to be in their meaningful success book and, and and resources is it's trying to take that natural order and walk it through so it's so it's something that we can capture. It's kind of like, I mean, gravity exists. I mean, if I take this this uh, pen and I drop it on the table. I don't know about that one, Chief. What? Uh, gravity, like, is that yeah. real? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's there no matter what. And there's forces of wind, there's forces of air pressure and all these kind of things. And yet, you just flew on an airplane. So here you have a heavy metal vehicle that's in the air despite gravity. As long as you understand the nature and forces and the things that are just kind of parts of life. And you take those steps to really understand it and take a step back and plan accordingly. You're going to be in a totally different space. That's why when we go through this process, it is setting your values and understanding those and clarifying those and growing into those those values, those principles, those beliefs. That's why the mission is the next step, because that mission is that natural extension of those values and those principles and passions. Basically, your values put to action. Yeah. And then it gets into that vision element. And that vision, literally, you could today set 10 different visions, all of which could be perfectly aligned with your values. It's a decision you have to make. Yeah. Problem is, if you don't know those first pieces, it's kind of like throwing some kind of picture on the wall and just saying, okay, well, I'll go after that. Because I think that that's success. And quite frankly, the thing that gets really confusing is that sometimes you're borrowing someone else's vision and that vision may be right for them, but that doesn't mean that that same vision is right for you. Well, you know what else isn't right for you? No, what is not right for me? My weekly favorite. Why is that? Because it's my weekly favorite. Your weekly favorite's right for you, though. Oh, it's the weekly favorite. So what is your weekly favorite? My weekly favorite, we went on a plane trip to other places. <laughs> and mystical lands. Yeah. And while we were while we were uh on our trip, Audrey and I went to a beach at one point. It was just really nice to just walk on a nice beach. Yeah. Which is like the most stereotypical thing you could possibly say you like doing is taking a long <laughs> walk on the beach. But it's something I do very, very rarely. Yeah. And, you know, we were just just talking and, and it was, you know, the weather was really nice and the water was 
like really cold. And so it contrasted really well with, you know, it's kind of warm, but the water's cold and it's sort of cooling you off whenever it runs over your legs yep. as you're walking along. And I don't know, it was just a really nice time with Audrey and, uh, it's something I want to do again. So that's my weekly favorite. That's awesome. Well, mine is not so much outdoors. Suzanne and I have been watching The Crown. It's a series, and I think we're on the fifth season now. And it's just intriguing because I didn't know much about it. You know, I'm not one of these people who follows all the royalty and knows all this, that, and the other things. But it's just interesting, all the things, because you, you're learning history at the same time you're you're watching the storyline of, of the folks. And right. it's been it's pretty good. It's also kind of weird because between those three seasons, there's like been three entirely different casts of actors for the main characters at different ages of their lives. And so it's like every time they just switched again. So now it's like, okay, now it's the actress from who was wearing all the pink in Harry Potter. Oh, the lady who played Dolores Umbridge. Yes. Yeah. So she's the queen now uh, is the third as the third uh, actress uh, playing that. And, uh, and so you're having to go, okay, wait, I know who that, is that this person or is that, that? Yes, yeah, so you have to do a little bit of adjustment, but yeah, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, everyone, bye. <laughs> that was off, awfully abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We tell appreciate your friends. you tell everyone, you know, don't Email stop at people. your friends, tell your enemies. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe your enemies will like it. I don't know. So until next week, everybody, thank you for listening. And we'll see you uh, in in the next episode of the Meaningful Success Podcast starring Wade Clark and his son, Josiah. Thanks. The Meaningful Success Podcast is myself, Josiah Clark, and my father, Wade Clark. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash meaningfulsuccesspodcast. We are currently in the process of reworking the perks there, so if you subscribe in the near future, just be aware of that. You can also check out the website at meaningfulsuccesspodcast.com, where you can apply to be a guest on the show in the future, or leave us a digital voicemail at speakpipe.com slash MSP to possibly have a question or something like that featured in the episodes in the future. Until next week. See ya.